Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming new moon on January 21st, 2023. Before we get started, as always, I like to remind you all that in this podcast, we use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you'd like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology now. And I have a podcast embedded there. I also have a free chart calculator. If you go to offerings and then chart with playlist available, where you can learn more about the houses, signs, planets, nakshatras, etc. And I'd also like to remind you all that I am hosting a 2023 prediction workshop this weekend on the 22nd at 12 PM central time, where we will talk about all of the major themes for 2023, how it will impact us collectively, globally, as well as individually. And we will also do a month by month breakdown. So if you're interested, go to my website, click on offerings, and you'll see the seminar there. So... <laughs> With no further ado, in this segment, we again are going to be focusing on the new moon, and this is the first new moon of 2023. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I absolutely love doing the new and full moon forecast. This is what I started off doing astrology now with, and for those of you that are new here, welcome in the full and new moon podcast, we talk about the energies coming up with the new or full moon observing the lunar cycles. And, you know, it's really important to remember that the moon represents the masses and it has to do with our mind and our emotional body and the new and full moon. As we move through the months, they really shape and flavor what themes are going to be happening. Okay, so the new and full moons, again, as we move month to month throughout 2023, we can get a really good idea about some of the themes that are going to be arising, what we're going to be focusing on as a collective, what's going to be coming up. So even though the moon is the quickest moving planet and it moves through all the signs every month, it's still profoundly important to pay attention to and really gives you know, us as astrologers and you as astrologers insight into, again, what themes are going to be happening, what the focus is going to be. And so it is January 18th, 2023. As I record this, we've just had some major transits. If you've been following along, Saturn entered the sign of Aquarius yesterday on January 17th. It's going to be in Aquarius. Saturn will be in Aquarius until March of 2025. So Saturn stays in a sign for two and a half years. It's a long time to be in a sign. And for the last two and a half years, Saturn has been in the sign of Capricorn, which is the same sign that our new moon is going to fall in. So this is very symbolic. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about this. We also just witnessed Mercury going direct today on January 18th. Mercury has gone direct in the sidereal sign of Sagittarius. Mercury retrograding in Sagittarius is why we've been seeing so much confusion and back and forth in regards to 
law and order politicians in the U.S. We're having some debacles right now. Again, things have been kind of confusing. There's been some miscommunication around things, and I'm sure in the world at large, we are seeing this as well. And Mercury going retrograde was responsible for all of our travel issues. Sagittarius is the sign of travel. So as Mercury was retrograding in Sagittarius, we saw all of these issues with the airlines, delays, cancellations, so much confusion. Now that Mercury has gone direct, we are going to see things smooth out, even out, (laughs) especially when it comes to traveling. Things are going to get easier and we are going to see things become a lot easier to understand when it comes to government affairs and things happening with law and order, things are going to finally begin moving forward. And I think that a lot of truth is going to come to light in regards to uh, any of these issues that we've been seeing. Okay. So Mercury kind of causes us to go back and, and look at things and evaluate things. So just keep that in mind when you're kind of reflecting on things that you've seen in the news recently. So these are two significant transits that we've seen recently. And on my Patreon account, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast this past week, I walked each of the 12 signs through reflection on where Saturn has really been influencing each of the 12 signs for this previous cycle. We're not going to go into as extensive detail today, but I'm going to kind of briefly go over it because Saturn is the planet of wisdom. As Saturn moves through a sign, it's going to bring about karmic matters in relationship to that sign, in relationship to that house, depending on where it's traveling for each of us, so that we may cultivate maturity and wisdom. So again, as Saturn moved through Capricorn, it brought up karmic issues, it brought up lessons, maybe some obstacles, maybe some difficulties, so that we may reconcile anything that we need to and also mature where we need to as a person, but also deeply in a spiritual way. Saturn's intention is to help us alleviate karmic baggage in this lifetime. So really try to keep that in mind. And so again, Saturn has just entered the sign of Aquarius where it's going to stay until 2025. But I think it's so important to focus and reflect on where Saturn's been for the last couple of years, what themes have come up in our lives, what, what area of life did we get called to mature into? What are some of the major takeaways? What are maybe some experiences that really helped us evolve or experiences that we could have totally handled better? And and upon reflection, you know, we know how to do better in the future. And Again, Capricorn is kind of the central sign here because this is where Saturn has been and this is also where our new moon is going to be. The first new moon of 2023. And the new moon is notoriously a time of setting intention, right? The symbolism is that if we look up into the sky, the moon is completely dark, And so that is where we will set the seed, so to speak. And then as the moon begins to wax again, as light is added to the moon, symbolically, 
our intention is being watered and will grow to fruition. And this new moon again will fall in the sign of Capricorn where we have all been kind of getting beat up a little bit (laughs) individually and also collectively. So let's go ahead and reflect. I'm going to talk about for each of the 12 signs where Saturn has been kind of prompt a little bit of reflection. We'll talk about some intention setting, and then we'll talk about some other astrological ongoings. So please keep in mind that I am using the sidereal system. This will not work for Western tropical signs. Okay. And also remember to pay attention to transits from your ascendant as well as your moon sign. So in Vedic astrology, we'll focus on transits from the ascendant sign and then also from the moon. So if you are an Aries moon or ascendant, Saturn has been transiting your 10th house for the last few years. This is the house of your work and your authority. It could have also affected your home life. Taurus moon, Taurus ascendant, Saturn has been transiting your ninth house for the last few years. This is all about Dharma, purpose, sense of faith. It could also be your father. Gemini ascendant or moon, Saturn has been transiting the eighth, which is all about transformation, ups and downs, changes could also have to do with wealth. Cancerian natives, Cancer rising or moon, Saturn was transiting the seventh. It was all about relationships, intimacy, partnership. Leo moon, Leo ascendant, Saturn has been transiting the sixth, which is about health, healing, wellness, work, maybe even overcoming obstacles. Virgo moon, Virgo ascendant, Saturn had been transiting your fifth house, which is about creativity, expression, fun, romance. It could also be investments and future planning. Libra moon, Libra ascendant, Saturn was transiting your fourth house, which is home, land, real estate, property, sense of self security could also affect work. Scorpio moon, Scorpio ascendant, Saturn was transiting the third house, all about expression, willpower, your sense of courage. It could be desire, uh, what you perceive as Dharma as well, or your siblings and father. Sagittarius moon, Sagittarius ascendant, Saturn was transiting your second house of wealth, finances. It could have to do with diet and also family of origin. Capricorn moon, Capricorn ascendant, Saturn was transiting your first house, which is all about the sense of self identity, who you are in this life could also be in regards to relationship. Aquarius moon, Aquarius ascendant, Saturn was transiting your 12th house, which is really, you know, the deep psychological aspect of our mind. It could be things from the past. It could be fear. It's also deeply spiritualizing Pisces moon, Pisces ascendant, Saturn was transiting the 11th house, which is all about friends, network, community, also goals and vision for the future. So again, this was, this was Capricorn. This was Saturn in Capricorn for each of the 12 signs that we just witnessed for the last, you know, really since January of 2020. And so since that period of time, what were the themes? What came up? What wisdom did you walk away with? How will you do better in the future because of what you learned in 2020? And what did you learn about yourself in regards to your mission. And so this is really when we're focusing on the new moon. So the new moon again is taking place in Capricorn, which gives us this really amazing opportunity to reflect. And it's taking place in the nakshatra of Uttara Ashada, 
So in Vedic astrology, we have our signs. We have the 12 zodiac signs, but then we have the 27 nakshatras or asterisms that fall within the 12 signs. And so in the sign of Capricorn, we also have Uttara Ashada, Shravana, and Danishta. And so this new moon is in Uttara Ashada. And this nakshatra is very dharmic, which is why I am prompting this, you know, how did the last few years shape what we perceive as our dharma? Dharma is our higher calling, something inside of us that feels like it propels us forward, that we absolutely have to do it. It's something that we love, something that moves us and inspires us. It taps into a skill set that we have, and it also allows us to serve the people around us. And everyone has a different dharma. You could be an artist, a mechanic, a parent, a baker, you know, some sort of visionary, could be more of a mystic like an astrologer. And every dharma has such a unique and important role in our society. And so when we're looking back over the last few years, you know, how did this shape or change what we perceive our dharma to be? Because dharma can change, right? It can change over time. It can transform and evolve. So given what you've learned in the last few years, where are you now? And what is it in your system that is that deep inner calling? And really allowing this new moon to recognize that and support it in us. So Uttara Ashada, Ashada literally translates into undefeatable. The symbol for Uttara Ashada is an elephant <laughs> or tusks of an elephant. And Uttara Ashada, the way that I was taught, Porava Ashada, it comes right before Uttara Ashada. Porava Ashada is more like the tusks of the elephant, whereas Uttara Ashada is like the body. So there's like this density, there's this power, there's this groundedness. It's associated to the deity of Ganesh. Ganesh is the elephant god, and he is the remover of obstacles. Right? Uttara Ashada, it means undefeatable, has an association to victory or conquering, overcoming. And so I've spent a lot of time contemplating obstacles <laughs> as I prepared for this new moon segment. And obstacles are obstacles because of the way we perceive them to be. There are people in this world who can fail many times and continue. There are people in this world who, who don't even try because they're afraid of failure. How we perceive something completely creates our reality. And the magic of Uttara Ashada is that there is no failure. There isn't failure. It's not an option. You know, failure can happen, but we derive wisdom from failure, right? What happens is that we can take wisdom, knowledge, lessons in what went wrong so that we can come back stronger than last time. Or we can pivot because something's not in alignment for us. But regardless, the obstacle or the failure is viewed as something to be collaborated with, not something to destroy us. And so this nakshatra, it's incredibly powerful for intention setting, especially. 
And when it comes to this concept of dharma, you know, when we've truly integrated our dharma, we view it as a duty and a responsibility to ourself, to the path of our soul, and also for the collective. I think that there's also a lot of ego <laughs> in the concept of failure, right? We're afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of what we'll look like, well, you know, whatever the story may be. And it's completely valid. Like we're human. All of us feel that way sometimes. But we can't allow that fear to keep us from fulfilling our duty in this lifetime that will ultimately contribute to our growth and the support of society. And so is it possible to trust ourselves enough to where if there is a failure, if there's an obstacle, if there's a limitation that we can use the knowledge and the wisdom that we derive from it so that we can come back stronger? And can we have enough faith in ourself and our life to grasp what our dharma is? Can we truly believe it to be real? And I think that I hear that a lot. You know, I come into contact with people and there will be something that inspires them or moves them, but they have a hard time accepting that that's their path for whatever reason. So can we trust the calling of the heart enough to move in the direction of our dharma? Not worry so much about potential failure or scrutiny or judgment or whatever, you know, the fear is. And when we look at... Some of the most successful people in the world, it could be someone who's successful in tech. It could be someone who's a successful spiritual leader, just people who have, you know, recognition, their paths were never simple. Their paths were never clear. They were confused. They had doubt. They had people doubt them. They had failure after failure after failure, but they continued to stay connected to that inner calling that they believed in. So it's kind of like that faith over fear mentality. So I hope that this is helpful. I hope that it gives you some prompt to work with. Again, I really encourage all of us to reflect on the last couple of years since January of 2020. Think about the themes. Think about some really important events, wisdom derived from those events, strength derived from those events, and thinking about how you would like to move forward into 2023 and how each of us can stay connected to our inner calling through this period of time. The new moon in Capricorn globally, I think is going to have a big impact on government affairs. And Capricorn is also the sign of finances and the economy. So around this new moon, we may see changes or fluctuations in governments around the world. It could be changes or fluctuations with leadership. And again, um, I mentioned this before that I thought that January and February were going to be months that we were paying a lot of attention to the economy for this reason. So some other astrological ongoings for us. Again, that was the new moon in Capricorn. And so when we have a new moon, that means that both the sun and the moon are in the same sign. And so Venus is currently in the sign of Capricorn as well. Venus is going to move into Aquarius on January 22nd, 2023, where it will stay there for about a month until February 14th. And so Venus in Aquarius in general, where it will be again, 
for about a month. This is a very interesting, eclectic, creative, and expressive placement for Venus to be. But Venus is also going to be close to Saturn, and it's also going to be close to Neptune. So this is kind of interesting. You know, I want to say that from January 19th, or really when you listen to this, from when you're listening to this until January 27th, be extra mindful of power struggles in relationship. Be extra mindful of being diplomatic in your connections with other people. Venus is all about diplomacy. So we should be mindful of that individually. Collectively, we may see people struggling to be diplomatic at this time. I do think that things may ease up a little bit as Venus moves out of the nakshatra of Danishta. Something else I want you all to keep an eye on is that Venus will be with Saturn and Neptune. So this is a period of time where we may be really thinking about long-term commitment, what we want long-term, what we need to feel supported. If we're in a relationship, we may also be reevaluating these things of what our needs are, what our boundaries are, what could create even more longevity in the connection, what needs to be changed or tweaked for us or for the people that we're invested in. And so it could bring up some of this serious energy. That's what Saturn is all about. But as we move closer into February, (laughs) as we move, um, a little bit again, closer into next month, Venus is going to get closer to Neptune and Neptune has a tendency to give us rose colored glasses, kind of skews our ability to see things as they are. So if you're dating, this could be a period of time where someone comes into your life. We may have a tendency to idealize them or romanticize them or not see them completely clearly. So please do be extra mindful of Venus transiting with Neptune later in the month. And I'll also say that the sun is currently with Capricorn. So as you're listening to this podcast, the sun is in the sign of Capricorn and later it will transit into Aquarius. So for the next couple of months, the sun is going to be under the pressure of Saturn. Saturn rules both Aquarius and Capricorn. The sun doesn't do super well in Saturn ruled signs. And so this period of time, we are seeing a lot of pressure being put on leaders. There's a lot of stress being put on leaders around the world. Not to mention the sun is also transiting with the planet Pluto and Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. It's great control and power. So again, this could certainly cause some problems and it could also provoke leaders to make grand gestures to try to demonstrate authority. I think that we've certainly been seeing this in the world around us. I think it's something that we will continue to witness, honestly, for the next several weeks. So pressure with leadership, changes with leadership, and some of these gestures that may be really over the top and really uh, potentially even aggressive. The sun will move into Aquarius a little bit later into February. And so again, from February into March, we will still experience some of this pressure and some of this heaviness and difficulty around the world. Because when the sun is experiencing challenges, it means that leaders around the world are experiencing challenges, which usually means the civilians are going to experience some challenges. So I do see things being a little bit heavier for the next couple of months, but 
for us on an individual level, it's a reminder to come home to our inner authority, right? Because at the end of the day, we can't control the world. We can't control other people. We can't control, you know, a global outcome. But what we have complete control over is how we direct our life, how we take ownership and leadership of how we operate and respond. And that's really like the definition of sovereignty, right? Is having this kind of intrinsic leadership within. (laughs) And especially as we move into Aquarius season into February, this is a sign that has everything to do with healing and humanity and support. So how can we show up in every moment with each interaction with love and sincerity and support. Because when we, when we have the ability to do that, we can really influence somebody else's world. So it may not be that we are changing the whole world at once, but we're using what we have direct power of to change potentially the world for somebody else. So really just trying to keep it into perspective and remembering just how much power and influence we really do have and how much authority we really do have. So I hope this is helpful. I hope that it's supportive, gives you something to reflect on. I hope that you're all inspired to set some beautiful new moon intentions and take advantage of this amazing indestructible power of Uttara Ashada. And the final thing I'll say about this nakshatra, especially if you have it, or if a friend has it, these are the hardest working people you will ever meet. And they're often so heart centered when we're looking at Uttara Ashada, because it spans between Sagittarius and Capricorn. When we're looking at the portion in Capricorn, Uttara Ashada is connected to Saturn because it's in Capricorn and Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And it's also associated to the sun because Uttara Ashada is ruled by the sun. So we have the perseverance and the dedication and the discipline of Saturn with that luminous heart-centered quality of the sun, that dharmic quality of the sun. So when they have their sights on something, they get it. <laughs> they make it happen. doesn't matter what the obstacles are. So celebrate the sign of Uttara Ashada. If you are an Uttara Ashada, if you have a loved one who's Uttara Ashada, and again, just taking time to really revel in this beautiful new moon energy and potentially even pay homage to Lord Ganesh, who is ultimately responsible for this sense of being indestructible and not really having obstacles, the one who removes the obstacles. If you would like to sign up for Patreon, it's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. My website is innerknowing.yoga and Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.